And good morning. I am Ken Walls, the host of Breakthrough Walls. Welcome to the show. I am very, very excited to have a wonderful young lady on the show today. Her name is Lindsay Adamson, and if you haven't met her or you don't know her, just wait. She's a fantastic young lady. I want to go ahead and bring Lindsay on. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so am I. This is awesome. So, so um, we already have a bunch of people on here. So, so Woo! yeah, yeah. So, so I want to thank everybody up front for sharing this out. Um, it means the world to me. I know it'll mean a lot to Lindsay as well if you share this out. Um, so, Lindsay, I created this show um, to to help people have a breakthrough in life and you know because I, I I know you do coaching I do some coaching and and you know I see people that just they get stuck and and they don't know how to get unstuck and and that's that's what we do is we help people get unstuck and move yeah. move the needle right so so you know I, I kind of like to start with like you know having people get to know who you are and and that that would entail like where you were born and raised let's start there so i am a canadian girl actually we just celebrated canada day this weekend long weekend um, but i'm from toronto ontario nice. and um, my whole family still lives within two hours of where i was born so wow. um, i'm actually home for the summer right now visiting and just kind of seeing different family members and friends and stuff, but I really consider myself to be a world traveler and uh, my location is everywhere that I kind of plant my flag. <laughs> I love um, that. But I definitely have a lot of pride um, about being a Canadian and I love to say I'm Canadian when I travel because it's an amazing country and I'm super proud to be from here. Do you know that Canada is only like three hours from me and I've never been there? Is that terrible? Not <laughs> I know. It's like right up the street from me. I've never even been there. And Not I don't even, even a road trip? I know, right? Well, I got to get a passport. I don't even have a passport. <laughs> Do you know how many Americans I meet that don't have passports? And There's... I've had one since I was like three years old. And I've traveled to 35 countries. Oh and my it shocks God. me. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. So I, I just I've never I, I don't know I've never left I've never left the United States. I mean I've been like on cruises and stuff before you needed a passport, but like in the Caribbean. But I've never <laughs> I've never been I've never been up north. That's crazy, isn't it? I, and I have so many Canadian friends that are like, dude, you got to get up here. What are you doing? So so. Oh my gosh. So let's talk about like so you you grew up in Canada, a mm -hmm. you don't say a though, do you? I do, but do a you? lot of people don't understand like the proper time to use it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll say it when we're trying to see if someone agrees with us. So I'll be like, oh my god, it's so hot out here today, eh? <laughs> something something like that, like. I love That's it. when you use it. We don't just walk around being like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I love it. So, so, um, and I, I do it just, just for fun. But so, so you, you, um, you grew up in the, in, and you grew up in the Toronto area. Is that right? 
Yeah, um, I'm actually from a town called Mississauga, but uh, most people have heard of Toronto. It's right next door, so okay. I just say Toronto. <laughs> so, so you is that so? That's where you went to school, and and did you go end up going to? Well, I know it's different in Canada, eh? University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to university in Toronto, uh, okay. um, and I went. I, I've been all of my education was kind of in this area within an hour of Toronto. Okay. And then um, it was actually while I was in university that I ended up um, kind of getting into my very first career type job just completely by accident. So everything kind of started out in the same area. <laughs> wow. So so you, you ended up, what, what was the career path that you chose right out of university? Well, while I was in school in my second year, I needed a summer job. And I think I was down to my last like two or three hundred dollars in my bank because up until then I had just pretty much been waitressing and yeah. a counselor at summer camp and all the things you do when you're young. Yeah. But um, there was these fluorescent posters all around the university that said, make one hundred to five hundred dollars cash daily. And I was like, shit, that's more <laughs> than I made in the last month. <laughs> So I thought it was a huge scam naturally. So I walked by it about 20 times before I was desperate enough to take one of the tabs off of it. Oh my God, that's funny. <laughs> um, and I ended up going to this job fair, which was in this huge warehouse with like 300 people packed in. And then I'm like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? Oh no. But I ended up signing up for this door-to-door -door sales job. And... At first, I was just absolutely horrible at it. Like, I remember my first day, I was out there for 12 hours straight, and I came home with $35. Oh, wow. But um, I, I've always been this really ruthlessly determined, stubborn girl who doesn't give up on things and, like, forces herself to try hard enough to just get good at things. Yeah. So I promised myself I would give it a couple weeks, and I ended up um, making, like, $585 on like my fifth day of work and it kind of never went down from there in one in and, one day yeah and what? so I ended up working there for eight years what were you selling <laughs> it's really it's so embarrassing no it's not <laughs> um we sold lawn aeration which is basically they would drop us off on a street they would give us a little map with a highlighted area, and that was our street for the day. And they That's would pick awesome. us up 12 hours later. We had to push around this 300-pound machine all day. And when someone said yes, we had to actually do it. And it was this big machine that would poke holes in their grass. Yeah. And it was, like, so heavy <laughs> and just... Oh so crazy, but it built me into the person I am today. It turned me into this super determined, super strong, powerful woman. I and love that. Um, I ended up becoming the national sales director of the company. So I was in oh charge my. of uh, training in 11 different locations across Canada and two in the States. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, that's 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 interesting because I, I started my career in door to door sales. Yeah. As, as, well, I mean, I, yeah, I've, I, I mean, just like you, I've knocked on thousands of doors, right? Yeah. And and so let me ask you this: I didn't go to college or university. What I, we call it college here, you call it university there. But um, which is more valuable of an education, university Definitely. or knocking on doors? <laughs> Definitely the, the doors. Right. But you know what? I'm grateful for my university education as well. Right. I I can't say that I'm grateful for the actual 
major that I chose because at the time, it's, I mean, when you're 18, it's so difficult to decide what you want to do with your life. But I learned a lot about independence and how to take care of myself and how to be an adult. So I'm grateful for that as well. And I made some lifelong friends there too. So, I mean, I, I I don't regret going at all. Right. Right. So, so, and I, but I, I guess my, my, my point behind that statement isn't isn't because I, I you know I don't I don't look down my nose at any I don't have it I didn't go but I like I, I respect the heck out of my wife did my wife went to a private university here in Ohio but um, like it is it necessary to have that to be successful in life no absolutely not I, yeah. I learned so much through sales and I became this much better version of myself and that's awesome i used to be this super shy person who would just kind of blend into the background and you? i yeah oh wow and i learned to be this person who was like obsessed with winning and and shining and and being my best and challenging myself and continuing to progress and become better versions of myself and it was actually through that job that I learned how much I love to coach and how good of a coach I was and how I could help people change their whole mindset and make more money and improve their lives and it all just happened completely by accident but super wow. grateful for that experience that is so awesome wow yeah. so and and again you know I've, I've done residential door-to-door I've done business door to door and oh my nice. god it's just <laughs> you haven't lived until you've been chased by a dog <laughs> oh i've been bit by a bunch right. of them right you haven't lived until you've had someone scream in your face to get that ass off their property <laughs> i know right and here you are pushing this big heavy machine <laughs> And but, then have the balls to go back to the same door the next year. Right, right. right. I know. I, 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 that's <laughs> and that's what's awesome is you know a a a a, a guy that trained me in home security um, sales. Like I, I did home home security, and I had a huge team that that worked for me. And this dude came up from Dallas, Texas. He used to work with Zig Ziglar selling pots nice. and pans. Right? Yeah, this old dude. And, and, and which he's passed away since. Then, I love he, Zig. I, I know. Right. So he's like, he said he was out training somebody one day and he knocks on the the front door and this, he said, this big old redneck dude answers the door. He says, what the hell are you doing here? Get the hell off my front porch and get out of here. And, and he said, he turns around and the trainee's making a beeline for the road track. And he's like, hold on a minute. Come here, come here. And he walks down, walks around the back door and knocks on the back door. And the guy answers the back door. And before he could say anything, Jerry says, Hey, hey, do you live here? And the guy's like, yes, I live here. Why? And he's like, cause a crazy man answered your front door. <laughs> so he got the sale. But that's what's that's what's cool is you, you got to have fun with it, right? And 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 you def I can tell you definitely had fun with it. I would really screw with people sometimes. Sometimes it's the only way to keep yourself motivated all day. I know, right? And and I'm sure that you've had the 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 days, the weeks, the months where it, it didn't go well, right? <laughs> where you're like. Thank God, not the months or the weeks, yeah. the days for sure. Yeah, where, where it's just like, man, I just went out and worked the entire day knocking on doors and 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 goose egged, you know, got. A I zero. had one of those days. 
That's, in eight years and it killed me. It's terrible, isn't it? So, but, but let me ask you this when, when you, cause you know, one of the things that I've found about this show, you know, I've had some amazing guests on, including you, but like Sharon Lecter and, and who wrote is the co-author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad and, and, and Lisa Copeland, who's like just a, a, an amazing lady and a bunch of other people. And so, you know, not everything always is is like rosy all the time, right? Mm-hmm. And and so it, what I've found is like Sharon Lecter talked about like how she lost her, you know, lost her son. Her son passed away and and you know, I don't care how good you are at selling, how great of an author and she sold over 30 million books, but I don't care something like that, man. Like you got to have some some right some mental toughness and strength to come back from that and mm-hmm. if you ever even really do so when something bad happens to you when something that you just weren't expecting or or you know doesn't go the way that you want it to go what how do you deal with that how what is what what do you reach for inside to help you overcome the low points to to get you high again, <laughs> so to speak. You know what? I've been thinking about this a lot lately because we all go through it, and um, it's so ironic. I mean, when you told me about the intro of your show, um, I just, I was just, I woke up this morning and I was thinking back to just a year ago. And a year ago, I was going through like this really tough time. And um, the best answer that I have for your question, the most real answer I have is that. I have a really, really, really powerful vision for the future. And I write it out three or four times a year, minimum twice every year. And because it's always changing, it's always growing. And I know the exact woman that I was born to be. And I have a very clear future uh, vision of the future for how to carry that out and how to be that woman. And at the times when I feel the lowest, it's the times when I'm not showing up as that woman. And when I've lost touch with her and when I am not doing the things that made her into who she is. And so it's about like really getting back in touch with that vision and and connecting with it so that I know that even though I'm going through a dark time right now, that I can get through it because this is what's waiting for me if I do. And I actually made this post yesterday that I was sitting and thinking about for a while. And it was like the feeling that was resonating with me all day yesterday. If you think back to the things that you've pursued and persevered through, yeah, you will be amazed. So there are things that even one year ago, if you thought about doing, you were, you would have almost a full on panic attack or <laughs> you would be consumed with fear or you would be super overwhelmed when you sat down to do them that are now so easy for you. And like you could do them in your sleep and you do them every day without even considering how hard they used to be. Right. But if you can think back and feel super proud of yourself for being able to grow that much that those things that once freaked you right out are now so easy. That is your evidence that whatever you're going through right now, you will get through. I was about to say you can get through, but you will get through. You will persevere through. And in a year from now, we'll be having a conversation about how it's so crazy, how they were so hard and you were so consumed by these obstacles. And now it's like a breeze on your skin, like so easy. I love 
that answer. We just have to keep that in mind that, you know, whatever we're going through, whether it's the happiest time of our lives or the saddest time of our lives or the most challenging, every state is temporary and life will always ebb and flow. And if we get so attached to the highs, then the lows really hit us hard. <laughs> That's right. So it's all about learning to ride the wave. I love it's always it. It's always going to change and we can get through anything. Wow. That's incredible. Wow, that might be the best answer I've ever had to that question. <laughs> but because you're right, you're you're a thousand percent right, and and I I think that that people people do get attached to the they get attached to what the potential outcome could be, and then you know something turns left, and you're like ah man, you know, and people get down and they get stuck. And, and, and that's what this is all about. So let me ask you this, as far as, you know, what I've found is typically, you know, there's some sort of a childhood event person um, or combination of events or people that kind of influence who we become as an adult. When I say that to you, what, what do you think of immediately? Both of my parents, for sure. I They laugh when I say this. In fact, I said it at the dinner table the other night. But I say, I pride myself in being a perfect combination of both of you. <laughs> 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 but uh, Oh, that's funny. So many people are like really so much like one or the other. But I really think I'm like this awesome blend of the best parts of both of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> Not the worst, though. Not the worst parts, right? <laughs> But honestly, like, um, I know, especially being a coach, that so many people had rough childhoods. Yeah. But I feel so blessed and so grateful to be able to say that I had, honestly, like, the most amazing childhood. And I have parents who have always supported me, even when I have had the craziest dreams. And I always have the craziest dreams. And even though I say, okay, I want to live over here on this side of the world or on that side of the world or I want to do pursue being a famous singer, or I also want to be an entrepreneur and I want to do this and I want to do that. All they've ever said is, I love you. I support you. And you can be anyone or anything that you want to be. And as long as you're doing your very best, we're proud of you. And wow. so that's what it's always been like. And you know, I'm the one who's really hard on myself, but they've never been hard on me. They've always just been very loving and supportive and encouraging no matter what I choose to pursue. And so that has had a huge influence on me. I know I'm so lucky to have that because so many people don't, but that has been the thing that shaped me the most, for sure. Wow, that is so awesome. And being the father of two young daughters, it's so awesome to hear that because that's what I teach my daughters is you can do anything, anything. Like, I, I don't like to see, you know, kids have this mindset of limitation because there's so much available. So, oh my so God, so much. <laughs> there, there really is. And, and I've done a lot. I'm, I'm significantly older than you, so, <laughs> but I've done a lot. So, so, um, so when you like, you got into sales early on and you said you were there for how long? Eight years? Mm -hmm. Eight years in that company. Um, so, and you were the national director of sales. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. So I went on to, start um, my own branch of the company and okay. I built it from scratch. I ran it for three years and um, it was a three month long program 
every year. And then the rest of the year, I actually continued doing the door-to-door sales. And so during my three-month period, we would um, actually run events leading up to Christmas, selling toys to raise money for charity and to donate the toys to toy drives all over Canada. Wow. And um, it would keep our employees working all year long, and it was really cool. It was an awesome program. That's awesome. So after after that, um, at some point you sold your branch or you decided to get out of it for, for whatever reason, right? Or are you still in that? No. Um, basically what happened was um, my boss no longer could believe in my goals. They got so big. He started to act like I was a crazy person and he had, he had um, created a monster, as he put it. <laughs> <laughs> and one year I kind of just shared my goals with him. I told him I wanted to be in the top 1% of income earners in Canada and that I, you know, that I had some big, huge goals and he looked at me like I was a lunatic and <laughs> you know what? There was some major friction and, um, wow. I went on for a few more months after that, but I never really felt like he believed in me anymore. And I just said, you know what? I, there's so much more out there for me and there's so much that I've been sacrificing because I've been working seven days a week, every week for years. Wow. And, um, I bought a one way ticket to Costa Rica and I left a week later and I ended up living there for two and a half years in Costa Rica. Yeah. Oh my God. So I've been all over the place. (laughs) Wow. What language do they speak in Costa Rica? Espanol. <laughs> so you learned Spanish? I learned Spanish, oh. um, and that was kind of my first teaser into entrepreneurship. I rented a big um, four-bedroom, four-bath house on the beach, and I opened a yoga retreat center there and oh. studio, and I ran it for a year and a half, and I figured out what the hell I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> so, so okay, wow. Okay, so here, did you know somebody in Costa Rica? I didn't know a single soul. <laughs> um, Lindsay, I, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Wait, wait. So you're in Canada. You're this national rock star with this company. You've got your own branch. You're probably making crazy money. And you just decided one day, you close your eyes, and you picked a spot on the map and and said, I'm going to Costa Rica. Yeah, so it wasn't my own branch. It was a division of the company that I ran. So it was was having me traveling every five days to a new location, to all of our locations around the country. And so it was really busy. But at the time, we had just expanded into the States, so I was living between California and Colorado. Okay. And I just, I said to myself, yeah, I'm making crazy money. At the time, I had been making multiple six figures for a few years. Yeah. I owned a house. I, I had everything that yeah. people dream of. Right, right. But I just said, like, I know personally that I have everything that it takes to make this much and more on my own. Right. And I want to start living. Like, at the time, I was, I think, 26, 27, and I had barely done any living because I was just working my life away. I didn't have time for relationships. Right. My health, my health was a roller coaster, and it just, like, is just too much. So I said, you know what? I know most people work their whole lives to work up to hope that one day they'll hit this in their income. 
but I know there's more and I know I'm capable of more. And so it's time to go live my dreams. And that was a really powerful decision. And I just had all the trust and faith that I would figure it out. Wow, that's so incredible. So you went down there, and did you immediately decide when you got to Costa Rica, like, I'm going to open a yoga studio now that I'm here? No. (laughs) Wow. So when I was working at that company, I had gotten really brainwashed to be, like, just insanely obsessed with money. I had, like, a money addiction. It's all I could think about. Oh, my God, every sale that I would make, I would calculate, okay, this is how much closer I am to becoming a millionaire by my 30th oh my birthday. God, I and like, love it. I was like so obsessed with money. And so I committed myself to a year of learning, not earning. And so I forced myself to not earn one single penny for 12 months. Oh my God. So when I got down there, I was big. I, I wanted to do emotional healing because like when you work 16 hours a day, you do not have time to process any of your emotions. You live off of pure adrenaline. Pretty right. Much. And so I actually, my first two weeks there, I went there because I booked a yoga retreat. So I stayed at this retreat center for two weeks. And then afterwards, I wanted to learn to surf because I had been learning to surf a year earlier in, in uh, Nicaragua. Wow. And so I got a recommendation to go to this one town that was like an hour away. And I got there and I just fell in love with it. It was this magical little town. And I had this dream of buying a dog that would fit in my bike basket. And so I ended up adopting my baby Kika because there's a lot of street dogs there. And uh, I painted my bike pink. And I just had this very simple life for a year where I would go on adventures to waterfalls and zip lining and hang out on the beach and ride around on my bicycle and learn to cook Costa Rican food and speak Spanish. And Oh, my gosh. So, wow. And I thought, like, moving to West Virginia was a big deal for me. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So, so, geez, I'm kind of blown away. So, okay, so here you are in Costa Rica. You, were, you lived there for a year with no income, basically. Um, and you, then I was chomping at the bit to start a business because I was like, oh, my God, I need, I need to start making money. You're like, enough with the waterfalls already. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so now did you know much about yoga? Like, to- No. So during that first year, I spent a month in Florida actually um, taking my yoga teacher training. Oh. I loved yoga at the time. And um I came back, I found this house and, um, I put up the rooms on Airbnb so that I would start getting, like getting people from all over the world come to visit. And I planned a couple yoga retreats and I ended up having people from like Ireland and stuff come. Oh my God. And I would teach classes like four to four or five times a week in the mornings. And it was like this really beautiful experience for me. I, I grew a lot as a person during that time. Wow. But this really crazy thing happened. Um, I kind of just ended up feeling so isolated living there because everyone who I was friends with from home treated me like I was living the dream life that everybody always wanted, that everybody dreams of. You work hard, you sacrifice for 30 years, then you move to the tropics and you live this dream life. Right. Well, after about a year and a half of living there, I got really depressed because it just wasn't nurturing like it i am this insanely ambitious person like i want to be world famous like, I, on I, a level of i can't of, tell by the way 
<laughs> like I was born to have my name in lights, you know, like I, I am so ruthlessly determined to live my dreams, to help millions of people all over the world and to inspire people and to help them to live their best lives. And I'm sitting there just sipping my ties on the beach. Like I, <laughs> I just, for, for a year it was like really exciting and I needed that time. But what happened was I was going through this, but I didn't have anyone to talk to about it because everyone's opinion was that I was living the dream. And if you live at the beach, you're not allowed to ever have problems. Right, right. <laughs> so I felt like it was selfish of me to talk to anyone about it, like that no one could possibly understand because they were at home in winter working their asses off. And I was sitting there complaining about sipping a beer on the beach. Right. Right. Yeah. So I ended up getting super, super depressed. Like I couldn't even leave my room for like a month and I lived at the beach. So like, that's a big thing. Wow. Um, and I had totally, totally lost touch with what I was put on this earth to do. Like if you had to ask me at the time, if I wanted to be a singer or, uh, or a speaker or, um, a coach, even though I had spent years prior to quitting my job, planning out all these things, all the workshops I would host and the books I would write and what I would speak about. Like, I totally forgot about all of that. I lost touch of all of it. I had no idea. I could not even look one month into the future. Wow. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I'm so blown away by you. Like I, I knew, I knew you, but I didn't know you like, holy crap. <laughs> So, um, wow, I, I'm inspired just listening to you. <laughs> like, it's incredible. So, so okay, so you got depressed, and so what happened? Something, like, something broke for you, right? Something snapped. What was it? Well, I decided that I had to move home because my time there had just come to an end. I, you know, it was a town of a thousand people and there was no one like me. And uh, don't get me wrong. I had some incredible, incredible people in my life during that time. I had this amazing women's group and we would have a lot of like spiritual ceremonies for the moon and stuff like that. Like that helped me grow and heal and so much as a person. But I really thrive on having a balance of that entrepreneurial side and the spiritual emotional side. I need both in my life. Right. And I've learned that. And at times of my life when I have really gone to one side or the other, that's when there's problems for me and that's when I get stuck. Right. So I moved home and for about a month I was still in a major funk. I got some bullshit job at some restaurant just to kill the time while I figured out what the hell I wanted to do with my life. Wait wait thinking, wait wait wait. Waiting tables? Mm-hmm. So you went back was, to waiting tables after like For one month for what I, I sat there thinking like, what am I doing with my life? Two years ago I was making like nearly two hundred K a year and now I'm like <laughs> schlepping to make two hundred dollars in a night. In like the most negative envi- environment on oh earth. Oh my god! But I really just like was so mentally stuck at the time. I just could not see the future. I needed someone to come in just shake me, right? Like I needed a coach at the time, right? Oh I needed my god. I needed the version of me that I am right now. I needed that, right? So what happened was this incredible thing. So I was just scrolling through Facebook one day. And my breakthrough came with reading one simple sentence and it is the most simple thing ever. And it's like, just so just what, (laughs) but I just read one sentence on a Facebook ad that said, we need more female speakers. That's all it said. 
we need more female speakers. And I just read that. And then all of a sudden it was like this download in my brain where all of a sudden I remembered all the dreams I had before I quit my job. Oh and they just God. like started like pew, 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 just remembering like all of a sudden someone waking up from a coma. Oh and so I, I, I was like, what is this that I'm like, what am I doing working at this restaurant? I hate it. I get, I dread it every day. I go to work after wear this like ugly, like checkered shirt. Like, <laughs> like, did you keep did you keep one of the shirts no <laughs> you, you should have kept I kid one you not, no i actually burned it like i <laughs> i burned it i lit it on fire <laughs> oh my god um, are there any pictures so, of this i got i mean I, there's got to be a picture no, of you wearing the checkered no, shirt oh my no. god so this facebook ad i at the time thought it was fate. Like I did not at the time know anything about how Facebook ads work and targeting and all this stuff. Yeah. I literally thought my angels were like shining down on me like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm like, okay, what is this? So I click on it and I end up at this free seminar and I bring my mom cause she was at the time starting a business too. Right. So we're sitting there in this room and this like pompous, like over dog asshole is just <laughs> in the room, like bragging about his $2 million watch and like, just like total arrogant douchebag, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell does this have to do with female speakers? Like the whole room is almost all men. Like, what is this? Right. And so he ends up getting up there and telling this story about this girl in Sweden and how she had signed up for his coaching. And now she's speaking on stages all over the world and showing photos and videos of her talking and stuff. And I got really inspired by her story. And I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I ended up signing up for a $25,000 package in one single day, just swiped the credit card, paid in full. Wow. Um, with the, to, with the, the, the D bag. Yeah. <laughs> to get, to get trained because I, I was so inspired by that girl's story. Oh my God. I, um, and one month later I was on stage in front of thousands or hundreds and hundreds of people from 41 different countries sharing the stage with Al Pacino and giving a speech that rocked the house and had everyone out of their seats. Oh my God. <laughs> and, um, a month after that, I was, you know, rubbing elbows with John Travolta, Calvin Klein, oh um, God. Frederick Uckland, um, That's like all these people, Randy Zuckerberg. And I got taught by this man to create this really successful speaking and coaching business. But yeah. the problem was that he was very much like my old boss. He taught me how to create success in a very male way. Uh. And so I like to say that he turned me into a business Barbie. Nice. And um, so I was very used to creating success from a male way because that's how I had always learned. Sure. But... I woke up one day and I realized this right when I woke up this morning, but I woke up one day, um, one year ago and realized that I had created all the success I ever wanted, but I was 
super unhappy and totally unfulfilled by it. I had all these clients that would, were paying me thousands of dollars a month. I was speaking all over the world. I was meeting celebrities. I was being interviewed on TV and magazines and radio. And I literally just was so unhappy by all of it. I had created a business that felt like a job that I hated. Wow. And so um, also I hated my coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This is the guy that the, the... <laughs> I learned. I learned that he became even more of a douchebag than the first time I met him. Not only was he a douchebag, but he was a sexual predator. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, who was trying to sleep with all his students and like all this craziness. And he was just like, (laughs) like, if there was a picture beside douchebag, it would be his. Just put it that way. Oh my God. So a year ago, I hired um, the coach that I have now, who is this amazing woman who has just poured her heart, soul, and all of her wisdom into me and totally, totally helped me to transform. But um, I made a powerful decision after being empowered by her to just burn all of it to the effing ground. I just burned it all to the ground. I destroyed everything I had built. Oh my And God. I had this genius idea come to me a year ago. And it was just three words, the hungry lioness. And so I launched my new brand a week after I came up with it. I went on Fiverr immediately. I paid some lady $5 and she created me the exact photo in my mind of my logo. I was blown away. And for $5. I know. Right. And a week later I announced it to the world and I I decided that, from now on, I coach women and I train at corporations and I am going to do things my way. And wow. it's never been the same since then. And so this morning I woke up and realized it's only been a year since I made that decision, but it's crazy. Holy and so, crap. Yeah. So now I work with women and um, I'm a life and business coach and I help basically women to unleash the woman they were born to be to excel in their life and business and to get really courageous and fall madly in love with themselves. Oh, my God. I freaking love you. You're amazing. And I've I've obviously (laughs) seen I remember when you released that brand. I remember that. I remember, you know, seeing you and I know that. I, of course, I didn't know details, but I knew that you were going through some stuff. wasn't sure what it was, but <laughs> and then here you are with this brand. So, so um, and as you know, with thousands of people that are friends and and followers and people that you know, it's tough to keep up with what everybody's doing. But I, Absolutely. you have you have stood out to me. So, so like, um, wow. Okay, so I'm like sitting here. <laughs> I mean, you, I don't, you're you're not seeing all the comments, but people are freaking loving this. So, <laughs> um, so let me ask you this: If you know, you you coach a lot of women, and and you've obviously, I'm sure, talked to a lot of men as well. Um, but like, what would you say the number one thing is that people do or don't do? Um, that holds them back from having everything that they they want in life? So what I've learned, um, just basically through being a a mindset coach for a decade now, um, it is not 
always in those big, big, huge actions that you take that make the biggest difference. It's actually, I mean, of course, those are, those are good things to do, taking big action. But I find that it's more in the small things that we do every single day. And so a lot of people talk about improving your mindset. And what they're talking about is improving your mindset from your conscious mind, the mind that you're thinking in all the time. But what I've found is that the actual things that motivate us are living in our subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind was trained by your entire childhood and early adulthood. And you have been creating these patterns for years. And so you can't necessarily go to a one-day event and have your entire life's conditioning just changed like that. But if you carry out small actions every single day, you can completely reprogram your entire mind. And so I find that often we know exactly what we need to do, but we can't quite motivate ourselves to do it. Like, you know that you would be much more calm and centered if you sat and meditated for 15 minutes a day. But when was the last time you spent 100 days in a row meditating or writing um, in your journal about your goals and your vision every day or practicing gratitude or praying or whatever it is that makes you feel alive and helps you make progress? I find that it's at the times when we feel the most stuck or when we feel the most bleh that we are less likely to motivate ourselves to do the very things we need to do to shift all of that. And I'm not the exception to that. I find myself being more resistant. In fact, the last couple of weeks, I've been going through some major growing pains and I've had to literally force myself to do these things. And some days I haven't been able to. Right. Because I don't know why, but that's the way our minds work. When we're going through the, the most difficult things, it's when we're the most resistant to do the thing to make ourselves feel better. Right. Yep. But it's, I promise you, if you start doing those things that you know intuitively that you need to do and you just do it for five, 10, 15 minutes every single day, it will make a world of difference in one year. And I have clients of mine, like I can think of one client in particular. She messaged me three weeks ago saying, Lindsay, I am freaking out. Um, she just had a relationship end recently and it was helping her with her finances a lot. And she said, Lindsay, like, I'm freaking out. I don't have money to pay my bills this month. I have no idea how I'm going to pay my mortgage or how I'm going to take care of my kids. And so I had her start journaling every single day about the woman that she's becoming, about the things that are going to arrive in her life. And I kid you not, two full weeks of just writing four pages in her journal every day. And she messages me two weeks later Lindsay, I have just made so much money that I have now I have plenty to take my kids um, to Darien Lake this summer to create the summer of their dreams. I have more than enough to pay all my bills. I can't believe this is even happening. I all I've been doing is writing, but I've been doing it every day. And every single day she sends me photos of it. And I'm kidding you not. Like, it's so simple, yet we resist it. Yeah, we resist it. We resist it. We resist it. And then. We love to complain about everything that's going wrong when we have all the tools at our disposal to fix it. People, people have a tendency of, of, uh, you know, I've said this before because I, again, I've, I, and I've done coaching for years and didn't even realize I was coaching, right? But like, you know, people like, and Dr. Wayne Dyer, who's one of my favorite authors of all time, 
Um, you know, he talks about that, that he, he, you know, some people just, a lot of people, not some, the majority of people complain just to complain. They don't want a solution. They just want to complain because that's how we're conditioned, right? So, Mm -hmm. so, and I, I love, I love that because I've spent the last almost 16 years of my life meditating every single morning. It's the first thing I do. Very first thing I do every single morning, I get a cup of coffee That's amazing. and I meditate. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's the most important thing in the world. And I, you can't take that from me because I know that's what I, 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 you know, the answers, I mean, you know, go back to all the religions, right? The biblical or whatever, like the answers are, it's always inside of you. It's always inside of you. And if you go learn to go yeah. in, right, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say also is like, there is a distinct reason why the 1% live the way the 1% live. It's because they're just simply willing to do the things that 99% of people aren't willing to do. Yep. Amen. And I almost think that there's like this subconscious thought that if I don't have anything to complain about anymore, I'll lose all my friends because we'll have nothing to connect to each other with anymore. Yeah. Like, how about this? Make better friends. Right. Yeah, you don't want those friends that are holding you back. It took me so long. Grant Cardone's the one that really, I mean, honestly, he's the one that convinced me. And, and, and I remember, like, you know, people leaving my company and, and Grant and I talked. And he's like, congratulations, man. Now you can start fresh and freaking, you know, build with the right people. So so let me ask you this question because – Gosh, I can't believe we're it's, like, I feel like we just started five minutes ago. What the heck happened to time? So, um, and, and we can cut it off whenever I, I'm, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. It's <laughs> like, my damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do my, I, right. I'm just like you. Like, don't tell I me do what I do. want. That's right. I can't do that with my head. But, um, but so let's say, because I've been here in, in my life, more than once i'm you know i'm I'm a recovered alcoholic so 16 years sober and, and there was a yeah. time when when i i mean I, all i lived for was drinking and i didn't even know it right but but there there's been many times in my life where you know i couldn't pay my bills i couldn't i could like the electric's getting shut off tomorrow or you know the car's getting repoed or or whatever right and and a lot of people reach that place where it's like Oh my God, I can't. And I was a millionaire in my twenties and oh my God, I can't, you know, like what, what do you say to the person that contacts you and says, I can't find my ass with both hands and a flashlight and I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't like pay my bills. I'm not going to be able to feed my kids. Like, what do you say to them? What's the first thing that person needs to do regardless of their religion race sexual preference regardless of their 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 regardless of anything about that person male or female what is the first thing that person should do ask themselves very honestly what they are and are not willing to do to change it Because a lot of the time, you know, people come to you and I had to learn this the hard way because I am someone who genuinely just wants to help 
everyone. (laughs) But I learned, I learned the hard way that not everyone is worth your time to help because not everyone is willing to actually apply what you have to tell them. And it would break my heart to pour all this love and time into people who didn't do a damn thing that I suggested. And so I, I say this with all my heart, like get radically honest with yourself and ask yourself, what am I actually willing to do to change this? Cause a lot of the time you're not willing to do nearly enough. And that's wow. myself included. Like I ask myself that question all the time. Actually last week I spent a whole week writing things that are really freaking scary that I I've known for a while that I needed to do, but I hadn't been willing to do them up until this point to assess the list and see what I'm now willing to do from that list. That really freaking scares me. And so we're all at different levels of readiness, but getting super honest with yourself is the first step because until you can be honest with yourself, you're going to be saying to yourself, Oh, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I just need help. I need to get out of the situation. But if you were really willing to do whatever it takes, you would already be doing it right? You wouldn't be talking about it. And so find out what you're willing to do and do that right away. Go get started on it right away. And the other thing would be when we are focused on our problems, our problems multiply because whatever you focus on grows. And so it's so incredibly important to sit down, have some quiet time and just do some writing about what you want for your future. Even if you can't currently believe that it's possible for you, you need to write it down and have this idea about where you're going. Right. Because if you don't know where you're going, you're going to go off over here and then you're going to go over there and then you're going to go here and there and there and there. And then you're going to be all over the place. And when you're all over the place, you don't make any forwards momentum. And too many people have shiny object syndrome. And so they're like, oh, my God, if I Guilty. just pay for if I just sign up for this, then I'll I'll get yeah. famous. Oh, but if I sign up for this, then I'll get rich. And then, oh, he'll teach me this way. She'll teach me that way. And it's like if you don't ever finish and complete and put your all into something, you will not experience the results that are possible for you. Pick one. Hire an amazing coach or sign up for an amazing course or yeah. or, or, or join a mentorship, but don't join 17 things and try to do them all at the same time and bounce around between them. Get yourself focused on what you need. Find the person who's aligned with that need yeah. and have them help you and ask yourself what you're willing to do so that you can be really honest with yourself and the person who's trying to help you. Wow. That is so powerful and, and so right. And that's honestly been... Um, do you know Hank Norman? Mm-hmm. So Hank and, and his business partner, Steve Carlos, I've had both of them on the show and, and they both say the same exact thing. Like pick one thing. There's so many, and I, I can relate to it. There's so many people that, that get distracted by that squirrel, like especially entrepreneurs, <laughs> right? Cause I better be careful. My dogs will start barking <laughs> like what? <laughs> Oh my God, is it? No way. Like they freak out. Like, but you know, like, like that's, that's so important. We've all been through that too. It's so and easy. I want to, I want to add to that. Okay. And I've been here before, which is why I signed up for a $25,000 package. <laughs> yeah, okay? right. And I'm a coach and I'm completely okay with saying this. There is no one out there. No one who is like, 
your savior or your answer Amen. to success. Amen. There are there are plenty of people out there, myself and Ken included, who can help you get to where you want to go, can yeah. help even provide a shortcut. Yeah. But there's nobody out there who's going to do it for you, and there's nobody out there who's going to be your golden ticket. Right. You have to put in the work. You have to get honest with yourself. You have to lead the ship. You have to create the vision, and you have to put in the time and the effort and the vision yeah. and the ideas. And, you know, no, no one can do it for you. We can help you. But the reason that people get so into that shiny object syndrome is because marketing these days make it seem like it's the be all and end all. It's the answer to everything. And if you just pay this money, it'll just magically happen. Like boom, yeah. but that's just not the way life works. And so pick one thing, make sure it's an aligned fit and just give it your all. Yep. And if you give it your all every day, you will experience results. Even in my case where my coach wow. was not any good because I had invested the money it was a great motivator to just do whatever was necessary to make sure that money wasn't a waste of time. Right. Exactly. So. I, 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 I can't even talk right now. <laughs> like this, this is, this has been an unbelievable interview. I, I, I had high expectations. Um, but you've, you've, blown past those quite a while ago so um, <laughs> thank you I, I'm, I'm, and I, I can't wait to read all the stuff that you guys are writing i i wish i could see it but that would probably be really distracting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is distracting <laughs> by the way but so and you know but like you're you're absolutely incredible and i'm so so grateful that you came on the show um so let let me ask you um i know recently didn't you release an album or a single or what? What? Tell me about. Tell everybody about that. I, yeah, so, I forgot. <laughs> You're also this amazing pop star or something. Like, jeez, <laughs> come on. So I'm a singer. I've been singing since I was three years old, and I'm also a songwriter. Oh. And um, I've been partnering with my amazing friend in LA. His name is Joe Love. And um, he is producing all the music and I've been writing and recording to it. And um, I'm about to release an EP, which is a small five song record. And it's not it's not out yet, but it will be out soon. I have one song left to record uh, this summer. And um, I have never promoted a, a record or anything like that before. So I'm going to be back in the student chair learning how to market music and how it differs from entrepreneurship. And wow. um, I'm really excited about it. I have, uh, since I was a young girl, I've always envisioned myself being a super famous pop star, but not just for the fame or just for the name of it, just really like to have that platform to really inspire people and, and help to teach especially young girls to be a great role model and to help like I have this huge 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 mission to help young girls learn to love themselves at a lot younger age I think the world would be a lot better place not even just girls just young people in general yeah but um I mean I'm not gonna lie the fame will be pretty awesome but <laughs> it's yeah. not about that it's not about that it's about really just like having a platform and for me it's all about when I listen to a really good song and it's the kind of song that I want to listen to on repeat all day long, yeah. 
the reason for that is because it makes me feel something. It makes me feel like there's someone else out there who is going through what I'm going through and yeah. understands what I'm going through and I'm not alone. Yeah. And so I want to be able to provide that. I want to be able to provide the kind of music that makes you listen on repeat all day long, singing in the car and just feeling like there's someone else out there and you're not alone. And so that's my mission. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And it's been a big fear to overcome because when I was 19, um, I actually was very close to getting signed. I was meeting with record labels and um, I got majorly burned. And I'm not going to go into that now because it would be a whole other hour long story. But it's taken a lot of courage to overcome the pain and stuff from that and just really believe again. So, Wow. You are like, hey, uh, anything I can do to help because I I heard what's the song that I listened to? It was amazing. Um, (laughs) There's one song on YouTube right now called Wild Woman. (laughs) Yes. Like it's it's amazing. So y'all need to go go check that out right away. Um, so, so listen, I, I, I'm like, honestly, I don't think I've ever ended this and not been able to talk. Um, but <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say right now. Like you are absolutely incredible and I am so honored and to, to call you a friend and, and to know you, like you're incredible. Like I, I I'm, there's going to be a time very soon where I'm like, Oh my God, she was on my show. (laughs) Thank you so much. Honestly, you're making me emotional. (laughs) Oh no, I'm so so honored. When you asked me to be on your show, I was like, hell yes. I love Ken. I love everything he stands for. So it's a hell yes for me. You're amazing. So um, I will, um, I'll do everything I can to help you sell EPs. Is that what they're called? EPs? (laughs) Um, yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll all come together. There's Mandy Madden. We'll band together and we will we will sell. We'll, we'll make it a platinum. We'll, we'll. I see you play the guitar. I do. I, I've it's played right it since I was you. seven. Yeah, I've played. I've played it for. That's 40 some years now. Holy crap. But yeah, so if I've, there's I've, ever like a limitless pill invented, like you know from the movie. And I could pick one thing to just magically know how to do without having to take the time to learn. It would be that guitar. Oh. I play and see. I played. I've played by ear my entire life. I can't read music, so I play by ear. But I, I actually, um, I, I'm a singer as well. I, I sang. Yeah. It, I sang at my nephew's wedding. So, oh. um, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, it, that's been years ago. So I've ne- I never pursued it, and it wasn't something again like you're talking about. I never had that. I think maybe when I was like eight years old, I thought I was going to be with the band Kiss back in the day. <laughs> I was going to be Gene Simmons Jr. or something. But, um, but you know, now I, I, I was at a conference with him in October. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I think I saw pictures. Did I see a picture of that? I saw somebody, maybe. somebody I know with, with him. Yeah. That's incredible. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> So um, how can everybody on this stream and on the television show when this goes up, how can everybody follow you? Well, you can find me on uh, my website, lindsayadamson.com. And uh, you can connect me with me through Facebook and Instagram at lindsayadamsonofficial. And for my uh, passionate, ambitious women, if you would like to join us in our Facebook community, it's called The Hungry Lioness. And we would love for you to be a part of it. 
That's so awesome. And are you <laughs> are you taking on new clients right now, coaching? Good. Absolutely. Good. Good. I, there <laughs> there are some. I, I you are somebody that. Are you taking on male clients? <laughs> I'm yeah, yeah, I am though. Though I um I do corporate consulting as well. Oh, do you? So I train men in, in corporations, just not one on one. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, is there anything else you would like to say that would inspire the crap out of uh, of people on here right now before we end this? Yes, I, I want to share my most famous line with you. And it's something I say all the time to myself and to my clients, but it is just, it's got to be the way that you live. <laughs> if it excites you and terrifies you at the exact same time, the answer should always be yes. Wow. I will leave you with that. It, there's a lot of things that cause us fear and there's a lot of things that cause us excitement. But if you ever have both, that is a sign from your intuition that this is something that really is going to be a huge opportunity for you to grow and expand and maybe live your dreams. And so I know that it takes a lot of courage to live your dreams and that there's a lot of fears and obstacles that stand in the way. But if you ever feel terrified and excited at the exact same time, whether it's to hire a coach or whether it's to say yes to an opportunity, say yes, wow. because it will be life changing. And that's that is the rule I live by. And it is what has created all the stuff that I've just told you about. And so I want that for you too. <laughs> and I also just want to say I'm so totally touched and humbled by the fact that you've been here for an hour listening to my story. And I want to say thank you for taking that time and for being with us today. I, I'm so appreciative. And I would absolutely love to connect with any of you. And if you do feel like you're at a point in your life where you really, really want to get unstuck and shake things up and, and elevate yourself, I invite you to contact me so you can see what I've got going on with the group coaching and the one-on-one -on -one and see if it's something that you'd love to be a part of. I freaking love you. You're amazing. Thank you so <laughs> much for being on today. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I, I, I'm, I, you know, people are, are on here saying, um, I can't, I can't wait to watch the replay of this. Like people are blown away by you. So you're amazing. Thank I'm you. so honored to call you a friend. I really am. You're, you're amazing. You're far more than I knew about. So I'm well, so I feel honored to be your friend too. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful that I had you on. So, um, listen, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody on here. Um, that shared this and I mean, because that there's nothing more that means more than, than somebody that feels like, Hey, this is good enough content to share with all my friends and family. That's amazing. So thank you to all of thank you that you. shared this and, and the hearts, the likes, the love, everything. So thank you all. And we will see you all tomorrow. And thank you so much, Lindsay. And thank you so much. It's been an amazing show. And I'm so grateful that you asked me to be a guest. Thank you, and we'll see you guys <laughs> later. Bye.